Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to The Hidden World. On this program we discuss the things that you don't see, the things that are behind the things that are there to distract you. I am Logan from the future. I am from the future. I'm a time traveler, an immortal. I have, I have knowledge in my brain that you wouldn't possibly, possibly believe. But I am going to attempt, with the help of my friend Mark Wren, to unload some of the knowledge onto you in a way that will enlighten you and will give you power. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to help. Welcome to the hidden world. So I am uh, waiting my co-host, Mark Wren, to get on the line. Hopefully he will uh, shortly. But my um, main concern here is to outline my view of the hidden world. Now, this world appears to be a midway point between heaven and hell. That is often what we hear. Oh my God! See how this? See how things rebel against me when I try to? Um, I'm getting static interference from. Um, <laughs> one second here while I cut this off. Well, anyway, the point being that I'm trying to explain that we are not. Oh, here we are. Listen, somebody's messing with me, man. Okay, yeah, see, like, I, the minute I tried to impart information, it's odd that, uh, like, things start to pop up in ways. All of a sudden, my own page started playing. Now, that kind of brings me to a story that I wanted to tell, but I'm going to leave it for toward the end of the show or maybe in the second part. But it involves the devil. Now, let me get back to what I was trying to say before I was interrupted by forces that I am not sure where they came from. We appear to be in a state of midpoint between heaven and hell. Now, I'm here to tell you that, no, in the current time period, hell is still... This is hell. We are in hell. The time stretches into the future ascendingly. That is, humanity travels into heaven in the future. And we are on the... This hell is on its way to heaven. Let's put it like that. So, if you think of it that way, there are... Everybody is put onto this plane to ascend the... uh, Ascend to the hell... to, to, To either succumb to this hellish world or to raise it, to help raise it. And um, I just want to send to my brother here that I'm on the air because I don't think he saw my link. But anyway, so I just um, wanted to just point out my, my worldview is this. We're all here sent to this hell to either become a demon in it forever, for eternity, or to help raise it. Now, I know that's a paradox, because how could it be raised into heaven and also be an eternity for the demons that live in it? 
That's a paradox that I'm not sure I can explain at this moment. But suffice to say that it's a matter of perception. Eternity is not something that is actually an absolute, but rather something that... Oh, I think I finally have uh, Mark Wren on here. But it's rather something that is a matter of one's perception. But anyway, I'm get Mark Wren on the... How long have you been on the line, buddy? Uh, a couple of minutes, just a couple of minutes. Sorry, man, I just started talking because I had some dead air. But uh, I was uh, explaining my uh, strange worldviews, but I just want to introduce my co-host here. This is Mark Wren. He's making his triumphant return to the radio waves after a long absence due to, uh, I believe, some uh, some medical issues, uh, some surgeries. Uh, is that correct, Mark Wren? I'm uh, still uh, currently recovering from... Um, bicep tendon um, surgery. I'm currently undergoing um, some physiotherapy uh, treatment at the moment, and so it's been it's been around about three months, and uh, I've taken longer to recover than uh, John Cena. Well, yeah, and you know you were trying to get that uh, horse cock um, sewn on too, so hopefully. Well, well you yeah. already had that. You already had it, so you didn't need that. Uh, that's right. I forgot. But anyway, so yeah, it's good. <laughs> Good to be back on the show. We're going to try and make it more of a more of a regular thing for the uh, for the listeners. Oh, they would love that. I've been getting so many requests to have you back on the line and to talk of the. I'm calling this the hidden world. So basically, we're going to be talking about all things that people don't see. That you know the behind the scenes machinations that really are are what's causing all this. I think that's yeah. a good name the for the of show. Us. The exactly. The, it, the Wizard of Oz is a, is a great metaphor for what's happening because there is a man behind the curtain. and he's, he's, But what's interesting about the man behind the curtain, and you can attest to this, is that he is just a little puny man like the Wizard of Oz. Isn't that yeah, correct? I mean, yeah, I mean, the thing, with the, the thing with the Wizard of Oz movie is that, you know, there was this uh, big kind of booming voice and then once they pulled the curtain back it was just this geeky guy and it's probably the same with this thing it's all the imagination goes on and it's probably just some rick moranis type nerd that's putting the strings and you know and, and tell him and being the puppet master right and and the only reason he's allowed to occupy that spot is because of the like the whole system in place you know needs a, a dummy emperor or whatever but ultimately even that person is not in control because it's it's just a uh, it's like you know when you get into 1984 type situations like nobody's in control everybody's just sort of a prisoner of this kind of ideology and uh you know that's kind of what's going on now it's like do you really think that there's any like super mind in control of any of this it just seems to me like a bunch of people vying for control you know and even among the elite themselves, there's like power struggles going on, you know, with, with the elite. Absolutely, and that's yeah. that's really what's happening. I mean, that's what we're watching unfold. And as we funnel more money their way, you know, as they steal more of our the common man's money, they're able to wage better war against each other, and they use us like little chess pieces to fuck with each other. With you know, it's like the Tea Party. Like, it's just some pawns for the rich people to fuck with the other 
liberal rich people, you know? <laughs> it's like this weird... Uh, um, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, the, the whole two-party system is probably what needs to be uh, challenged. You know, you're going to need, you know, um, a, th- a third party or, you know, the, the Democrats and the Republicans seem oh, to well, be... Oh, they already made that impossible here. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, it, they, it'll never happen because the two parties will never allow it. They don't. Want, it's not. It's like, you know, two guys are trying to fuck this one girl, right? And you think that they're going to want to bring in another guy to try to fuck her? No. So that's not going to happen. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I mean, they, the two parties have got all the money, and issue and issue have a, a viable uh, third party with a uh, candidate with uh, you know tons of money and you know, uh, sponsors and backers in, you know, corporations and stuff, you're going to just continue with the system that you've currently got in the, in the U.S.? Well, it, it's it, what's the only, the only thing that's going to happen in the U.S. is just that we're going to, you know, start legalizing weed and then people are going to start just thinking different and it's going to, it's just going to change on its own. Like, you, there's no top-down way to fix this anymore because it's so entrenched it's just it, it's an aristocracy. I'm sure it's the same way in Britain. I mean, there's a super rich class, and then there's everybody else, and it's getting worse. You know, it's getting more like that, right? Well, uh, it. I think I think it's slight. I think we're slightly better off in the, in in Britain than than uh, you guys in the US because up until recently it was really only uh, Labour and the Conservatives that were dominating the political scene. But obviously. Um, in recent times, we've we've actually got a coalition government, and the third place, um, uh, the third place group, which were the um, uh, Liberal Democrats, you know, they held they held, you know, the sort of fate of the country in their hands, and they decided to to join up with the um, cons- Conservatives. So, you know, we've got a coalition government of oh. the of, of the of the two parties. So, it's, it's something that I never would have thought because years ago, you know, growing up, like the third party were, were just miles and miles away, and now there's quite a lot of independent um, um, parties that are getting seats in 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 the parliament over here, and it's starting to um, change things. It's starting to, yeah, it's starting to change things. Yeah, although you know, people you're finally getting rid of Thatcher, the Thatcherism that's been yeah. infecting infecting your society like reaganism infected our society for 30 years but yeah. uh i mean let's face but, it although, like although, although, sorry although, although the people in power changed like you know obviously we had blair as prime minister for, for years really like the current prime minister cameron is kind of like just a blair clone really they're just they're basically using a lot of like thatcher's sort of like ideology and stuff in in their policies and things and like oh well, yeah sort of like new labor is basically like old 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 tory old conservative and yeah. um that's you know that uh, it it's basically in in britain which you probably, it's it might be difficult to understand in the us like a lot of the stuff is based on like nobility and kind of like this old boys network but basically anyone that's anyone in politics or in corporations they they all end up they all like went to college and university with each other which i guess mirrors something like skull and bones what you might have in the u.s or you know all, all the kind of old chaps at, at harvard and uh, all these sort of schools they all look after themselves when they start getting jobs in the in you know in the cia and fbi and and uh, um, steel and oil and all that sort of thing it's the same thing that happens over here it's like an old boys network they look after people that 
uh, that no, and if, and if someone does get in trouble and they get fired, they basically get moved sideways to another position. No one ever seems to really get in trouble. Yeah, well, I think it's it's a because of that. There's this kind of like balance of power that keeps everybody kind of in check. And I think something happened here. I don't know what it was. I don't know if somebody drank some pig blood or or whatever. But there's this real hardcore. You know, the the ones that brought you the Iraq War, you know, it's like, you don't have, I mean, I guess you had Blair there backing it up, but I mean, for the most part, you guys have all turned against that and, and thought it was a big mistake, isn't that, isn't that correct? Yeah, especially, uh, you know, like, um, what's happened with the recent troubles in Syria, there's like a lot of opposition, people are like, you know, haven't we haven't we done enough in the Middle East? Haven't we got you know, haven't oh we got God, in, you a, can't do in enough trouble? That'll be, that'll be like, you know, attacking a you know, attacking a hornet's nest, you know, with a cricket bat, you know, let's just, let's just, <laughs> you know, let's just leave it alone because, the, you know, the Middle East has just always been messed up and, and you know, it certainly hasn't all this um, regime change and all this sort of stuff, which is basically kind of, it's just the corporations and people trying to sort out oil pipelines and they're saying it's because, right. uh, you know, this that and the, the other going on over there. Part of the hidden world there too. I mean, all that stuff. Like even the, what's so fishy about nine eleven, because it, you know it all ties together. It's like first the Saudis come here, uh, invited by the Bush. Oh, not the Saudis. The um, the Afghan Afghanistan. Who is it? The Taliban. They were who were the rulers of Afghanistan right before nine uh, yeah, eleven. Yeah, yeah. They came to the the White House. They were invited here, and they asked. Basically, they said to them, we'll give you a carpet of gold or a carpet of bombs, but let yeah. us build a pipeline under you. And they said no to both. They're just like, fuck you. And then all of a sudden, 9-11 happens, and then we're there laying a pipeline, and the head of Unical, the one doing the pipeline, is now their president, which is uh, Karzai. <laughs> so, exactly. Is that exactly. You know, this, you know, the CIA, you know, they basically put people in charge that are going to be friendly to their to their way of thinking to their mindset to their policies i mean if you look through uh history if you look back into you know the 80s when um uh there was trouble in afghanistan when the russians were uh, were in there but you know the taliban taliban were you know the us i mean like right. like us paid and funded for their training and and even 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 the might of the you know, Soviet Union, the the Russians. I mean, that they they realised what uh, what a mess it was over there, and and they they got out. Um, you know, they didn't want it becoming their own sort of version of Vietnam War, so they got out before they got too uh, trenched in there. But you know, and then obviously, um, well, it, and then you see these things. You know, and then they try and spin things and talk about um, uh, Saddam Hussein. You know, oh yeah, well then they go there. But I mean, and then you look at history and you see pictures of pictures of like Donald Rumsfeld like shaking hands with him and having meetings, and it's like, oh my god, it's just, yeah, they're all friends. Yeah, it was just a big. It's all a big clown show, and and if you think about it, you just have to ask yourself, what would Exxon do if it had an army? Okay, would it not go to the places where there are oil and overthrow those governments so that it could get in there, which it is now in Iraq? And guess what? Exxon does have an army. It's called the U.S. Army. That's the Exxon yeah. Army. And it, and it goes into wherever Exxon wants it to go. And Exxon wanted to go to Iraq, and so that's where we went. 
So, it's, I mean, yeah. like, it's just like this private military contract, as you see him portrayed sort of in, you know, sort of all all black sort of combat gear in like movies and TV shows and stuff. And yeah. and really, it's you know, it's like you know, Halliburton's influence and these, you know, big military well, contractors yeah. and oil. and That's a whole other part of it. That's a whole other way to make money, you know, on this thing, which didn't need to happen in the first place. So it's just all about creating chaos and then having, oh, now we need to clean up. We have to rebuild. Let's bring in Halliburton, you know, and then you, you funnel more money. And then they go have the nerve when Obama is like, you know the president. They're like, oh, we got to do something about all this debt. It's like <laughs> that they, you know, intentionally just threw out the window. You know, like they sent footballs over to Iraq, footballs of pure money of cash that they would throw around. Like, I mean, they just there was a once a shipment of cash sent to Iraq that could be it was so large it could be seen from space itself, and like yeah. that was just a handout to warlords to get them to pay off other I mean it was just this big corrupt thing just to get that oil and we don't even have it it's not it's not like we have it. it's not like our gas prices went down they tripled <laughs> it's basically it's basically a larger version of like organized crime it's just you know here's here's your payoff in an in an envelope yeah keep your mouth shut or else we break your legs that's it you know keep your people yeah. in check or we're going to come rape your wife you know i mean that's just the way it is yeah um, but it, it's it's some dirty business so I mean, we're here just to talk about it, but I mean, I wanted to bring up Alex Jones because you brought him up and you were talking about uh, maybe discussing some of the things that you've gotten from his thing. Now, I'm sure he's talking about all these random shooters. Is it, Does he have a theory that they're possibly just government-activated um, brainwash people? Is that I think that's his theory about all these shootings. Yeah, to, to be honest, I, I've I've not caught many of his recent shows, but the ones that I have caught where he's talked about the the stuff that's happened in Washington and stuff, it's all you know possible kind of Manchurian candidate type things. And it's uh, never. I mean, with with him though, it's never an attack from an external foe. It's always a false flag. Always. How could that be? I mean, is is, is that just? <laughs> maybe he's right. I don't know, but it just seems very. Uh, yeah, every time something happens, he said. Every time something happens, it's kind of like his first instinct is that it's a false flag. It's to keep the American people. It's to take our guns and all this sort of stuff. And you know, yeah, and you saw him on that. Just, you saw him on the news on on the CNN, right? The 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 show with um yeah uh, yeah the British the guy, British yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he did himself any favors there. I thought he come across uh, very lucky. Well, you know what's funny is that he 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 tried to um, he actually went to a place where Piers Morgan was after that interview in a feeble attempt to try to get a second one, and it was just like he was just like totally ambushed him, and he he was like off camera or he was like away from Piers Morgan. He's like, I'm gonna tell him he's you know part of the New World Order that he's this and he's that, and then he goes up and sees him and he's just like you know real sheepish and nice and just kind of. <laughs> Can I get on your show again, please? Anyway, but it appears just kind of ignored him. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, I think uh, Pierce just kind of blew him off as just a uh, just a, a, a total loon or something. And I don't think Alex will probably be invited back on there anytime soon. But I mean, Pierce Pierce Morgan is pretty much a bit of a scumbag in any case. I, <laughs> I watched a show. I, I watched a show of his a couple of weeks ago where he had. Um, uh, the great Jesse Ventura on as a guest, and it was all about um, Jesse Ventura was on promoting his uh, his uh, uh, JFK book, and uh, 
Piers Morgan was like, oh, it was Oswald, what are you talking about? You must be nuts. And Jesse's like telling him all these facts. And he, he first he sort of sat there and be quiet and, and was quiet. And then he sort of said, oh, I, I know what you've just said, but come on, it was Oswald. You know, and it just yeah, he like, doesn't listen. Here is you. Yeah, so... You know. he's, he's the worst listener. I mean, you can tell he's not even barely listening. He's just thinking about his he's house. So smart. Is my hair? He, he, he was so hated in this country that he came, you know, he ended up coming <laughs> over to, to your country. And you were in it. And apparently when, you know, like he started, um, he made comments, uh, which I can't remember what about, but there was some petition where they got 100,000 signatures to, for him to be deported. I think it was when, uh, I think it was after the Sandy Hook thing, and he said about uh, you know the gun law in America, and people were like, "You can't take away our guns and stuff." And, and he said something on there, and you know the Americans wanted him deported, but you know he's he's kind of a smug, hated figure over here. He was like he was an editor of one of our biggest uh, daily newspapers, and uh, you know he was part of this phone hacking scandal, and and uh, he was just he was up to his neck in it, and you know he eventually had to go. And now he's a talk show host and not a very good one at it. Yeah, it's funny, man. They don't. I don't see many like American, like talk show hosts in Britain on TV. Do they? Do you? No, we 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 don't have them. Uh, I mean, we used to get you know reruns of like you know Jerry Springer and. and uh, no, but you don't have anyone that's actually living in London, like he is living here, and as an American and has his own show on a major network. No, no, that's that's as far as I know, and I, I don't often watch regular TV, but for, as far as I know, there um, there isn't there there isn't one of the sort of stature that Piers Morgan has got um, in the state. I find it fascinating that you look at a lot of the big actors and a lot of the people that are big in showbiz here in America, and a lot of them are Canadian, a lot of them are British, a lot of them are Australian. You know, like even the people that are pl- like the guy who plays, uh, you know. Um, Who's in that show uh, with the motorcycles? What is it? Uh, he's Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, he's a Brit- British guy. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just funny yeah. that like American guy, American people are almost just getting. You know, it's like we're not. Even, they they won't even employ us anywhere. You know. <laughs> but anyway. Well, they, uh, they they the Americans have got an appreciation for kind of uh, British and British accents and stuff. That's why they like stuff like James Bond and. Monty Python yeah. and and Benny Hill and stuff like that. You know, there's a and then and, and then modern sort of stars. You know, like Daniel Craig, who's James Bond, and you know, and uh, Ricky Gervais and uh, um, Russell Brand and these type of guys that have, have gone to the US and done really well for themselves. So do you do you think that um, America? I mean, where is the? I mean, first of all, British economy. I mean, how is it right now? Um, pretty bad. I, I, it's not been, it's not really been reported as such. They don't often use the word recession on on the news, and I think they kind of, I think they kind of fiddle the unemployment figures. But I don't. I think we're, if you look at the rest of Europe with all the troubles that is going on in Spain and and Greece and a lot of other places, I think we're kind of one of the better off places. But there's still. You know, obviously, still quite a few problems in the country, but I think on the whole, it's it's okay. There's not there's not so much um, there's not so much doom and gloom um, right, on the news. Right. We could we could be a lot worse off. Now, where's the? Uh, but I mean, like the energy of the people. Is it? I mean, do you see people like 
like the people that you deal with in your age group or maybe younger, do you see people getting like cooler or less cool over time? I mean, is your society getting worse or better? There's, you know, there's violent things that happen, you know, and there's outbursts and things that can happen sort of anywhere. But um, I, I don't. I've not really. I've not really noticed. To be honest, I don't think it's. Uh, you guys allow think gay marriage over there? Sorry. Do you allow gay marriage over there? Uh, yeah, that's allowed. Yeah, I think we. I think we had it before. Before you guys. Well, we don't have it. I yet. think. El- uh, you don't. We just have it. Or, in it, a or few is that just California? Yeah, I mean, a few states have it, but you know, yeah. it's, it's not a. Fed- well, actually, now they made it a. You know, the, the the military allowed to have it, but point is is that we're moving in a in a direction and, and in terms of but you're still pretty much a predominantly white society is that correct uh y- yes um but it's um we've we've got um we've got a lot of um we've got a lot of asian um in the uk but they seem to be in concentrated areas there's there's parts of the country where where there's not really many Asians, and then there are parts where there there is a lot. I mean, where where I am, which is just outside of London, you know, um, we've um, you know we've got a heavy Asian um, population, and, and but everyone kind of gets on okay. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the gay marriage thing, going back to the gay marriage thing, we, we've had that over here, over here of course. I think when they first introduced that, you know, that it was going to be okay. One of the major things was like Sir Elton John, you know, like marrying his partner and that was like one of the sort of big things and of course everyone kind of accepted it because Elton John is, you know, you know, kind of a, a worldwide mega star and everyone loves him over here so everyone was sort of behind it and but now not many people are really fussed about it and it just you just see a lot of stuff, you know, like that happening and you know, you either agree with it or, or you're not or you just, you know, close your eyes and turn away I guess but whatever floats your boat absolutely well let's get more into now what we're talking about because this is all on the surface and we are here to talk about the hidden world now there's one thing that's being hidden from all the people in this world and it's a serious problem that at any moment right now in fact could develop into a situation that that could take the whole Western Hemisphere and turn it into a nuclear dustbin. And we're talking about Fukushima. We're talking about the the Daiichi nuclear plant in Japan that's melt has melted down, and it's teetering. It's just it's you know it's hanging by a thread. They're doing all they can to keep it from going blammo and taking out most of Japan. And, and ascending a radioactive plume to, that would make also California uninhabitable. And this is going on right now. And, like, do you see a lot of people talking about it? Um, not really. That, I mean, it is, it is covered on, on the news. When, when, the, uh, when the first incident happened, it was covered quite heavily on the news. But I guess all it takes... I, I understand they had a, a kind of a small tremor um, just recently as well. But all it takes is you know, another tsunami or another earthquake and, you know, and it could just, it will make things even worse or, or even It'll be, be a hundred Chernobyl. Yeah, it's just, you know. So, and we're, Chern- I mean, it was Chernobyl so crazy. Maybe, just, maybe they don't want to start a panic. Over Europe for years as well. Chernobyl made it over here. So, 
Yeah, well, they don't, wanna, yeah. they don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to. To to they don't want to um, alarm people, I guess, because I think when they started reporting on it, they didn't realize how serious it was. They thought, oh well, they'll fix it. But now it's looking like they have. First of all, they've been paying the mob. The Japanese mob has been like sending in just like fodder there. Like they get they get people like criminals that they've you know in their workforce, and they're the ones that are being sent in there just to die. And uh, they they have this now this plan that they're going to come in and try to get those rods out. They're these radioactive rods that are kind of you know dangling, and yeah. they need to bring in like a robotic hand to pull them out. And it's like pulling out a cigarette from a pack. It's not easy, you know. So yeah. and they drop one of those things, and it's just it's it's so delicate. And I guess maybe they're just afraid that people are going to panic, but. Man, we're on, we're teetering on some fucked up shit, and then there's got global warming, um, all that stuff. Now, I mean, whether or not that's a hoax or being manufactured by some giant super machine, that's another thing worth discussing. But, I mean, what do you think about, like, is this just part of the capitalism? I mean, is this, are they engineering disasters, or, you know, are we just not able to handle our shit? Um, I'm not sure whether they're engineering or obviously there are, there is people talking about um um harp. Yeah. <laughs> I don't buy that. And, I but, mean uh, going but going maybe. obviously going going back a few years, if you remember one of the I think it might have been one of the it was one of the early Superman movies, I think it might have been Superman one or Superman two, and they were uh, basically talking about satellites and you know, there was a a couple that had run a competition from the uh from Superman's newspaper and they went to Columbia and basically um, this this satellite just changed the weather and that was like you know I was like how can a machine just change change weather it, it was like a sunny day and all of a sudden they made it rain so obviously there are there are things in place where you know weather can be manipulated and obviously if governments are you know can see an advantage uh, to doing that to you know raise tariffs for um, energy supply and and water and things like that then I guess they would do it well what makes it what makes everything seem much more plausible is the fact that the governments are being run by corporations and corporations are trying to make money so they would conceivably now that they have the reins of government they've bought their way in especially here in America they would basically you know have the government do all kinds of crazy shit just to make their money you know like we just had this big shutdown of the government, you know, and that yeah. was essentially all that was was the Koch brothers, these two rich guys who have about eighty billion dollars. Just they just, you know, they were trying to make some money. So it's like betting on a horse, and you know that somebody's going to come along and kick the horse in the leg, you know, and and you yeah. know it's going to happen. So they they planned it. They they placed bets in the stock market based upon it, and then they caused it. And so it's like, you know, we're just, like I said, we're just these pawns in these big state games. And who knows if they're being, you know, like these disasters are being caused or, you know, but it's not hard to believe. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, that was that was on our that was on our news quite a lot uh, when you guys had the problems in in recent in recent weeks with the uh, with the government shutdown and and sort of showing like national parks that were closed down and and even websites were closed down where people were trying to do stuff and it just and the amount of um, you know the amount of 
problems you guys seem to have with you know because you've got all these different branches of your government you've got the you know the the House of Representatives and you've got the judicial and the yeah. executive branch and it just seemed like there were just so many people you know trying to <laughs> kind of stick their oar in and it just it seemed just like a huge mess it just seemed like you, all you needed just to someone just to get like you know you know like a a megaphone and just yell out and just say you know can, can, you know can we just stop you know just you need, need <laughs> someone just get just needed someone just to shout out stop and just control the situation well look i mean it's a very simple what's going on we have a neo-confederate party here that's rising and it's always it's been hidden from view ever since the civil war because they never accepted defeat the south of the united states you know, there's there's a large contingent of people who still want to bring back the Confederacy, okay? Then you have a, a group of super rich motherfuckers who are just, they, all they care about is making money, and anything that interferes with that, they're going to fuck with. So they use these people, you know, especially now with, they saw their perfect opportunity now that we have a black president. They they inflamed all these idiots. And so they they, you know, instructed them to do this thing and these idiots were willing to even default the united states and you know not have us pay our debts and make us into a deadbeat nation they didn't care because they were happy it to come tumbling down because let's face it the neo-confederates here know that they can't get power unless we crumble and then they build it back up you know so they're they're ready to do it of course the rich backers of their of them told them to stop right away, you know, when it became like ridiculous. And Obama did a good job of playing check, you know, chess with them because they were trying to fuck with him big time. But let's face it, it wasn't about the health care thing. <laughs> it was just about making some money, you know, on the quick. You know, yeah, that's so it. They were, it, it was it was kind of coincidental at the time that when you know they were trying to they were trying to push through the uh, the Obamacare Obamacare and. Uh, you know, there was all these sort of two things going on at the same time. People were saying, "Well, if we didn't have this, then we'd have, you know, we'd have enough money to, you know, pay the debts." And but I mean, uh, the U.S. is, you know, kind of in a lot of debt to, you know, to like China and Japan and Saudi but Arabia. But that was engineered. Like, yeah, that was engineered because like they cut, they made, they made it so that nobody that's rich here pays any taxes. So it's like there was bound to be a debt after a while if you don't have people paying enough taxes. You know. And basically, every you know, every like president that gets elected or something, they say, "Young, uh, you know, I'm gonna." Almost their first thing is uh, their their sort of first p- pledge to the electorate is is about taxing. They're saying, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna raise the tax." Like just hands. It What's never that? happens. They like, never penalise the rich. And there's some statistic where there's some statistic where it's you know like you know the the. Americans are richer than like the rest of the percent put together. It's just obscene. Yeah, they own. Let's put it like this: one uh, percent of the population owns ninety percent of the wealth, and the other half owns the yeah. other ten. Like, I mean, like the bottom half owns about five percent of the wealth. So it's just like it's so disproportionate. But you know, that's that's just you know the, the but that's the structure you get if you don't make these people pay their taxes. They just build up money, and as they build up money. They subvert the democracy because they have the money to do it. You know, think about it. If you have eighty billion dollars, and guess what? Obama spent just one billion on his campaign, right? So what's one billion to you? It's nothing. You know, it's like it's just, you have eighty of them. You know, so they they were they spent millions and millions to try. What what I think is fascinating is that there was all this money spent. Uh, 
on trying to defeat this guy. And there was also a, you know, this is another thing I wanted to discuss on the show, was that there was, there was I don't know if I discussed this already, but there was already, you know, the whole anonymous uh, factor that came into this election. Uh, uh, Obama was apparently rigged to lose the election through electronic voting manipulation, and anonymous oh, right. had, anonymous figured it out beforehand. They somehow detected the the hacking uh, going on, and they actually wrote an article in BuzzFeed saying, "Look, we know you're doing this, Carl Rove. We know you're trying to steal Ohio, like you did the last time. In fact, when Kerry." didn't win. He was supposed to win as well. And they yeah. rigged Ohio's um, servers went down, and then they came back up, and uh, Kerry's lead had become Bush's lead. I mean, the, the numbers just flipped completely. So yeah. that was... And, and, and everyone was like, why is... Ro-, you know, Romney was completely shocked that he lost. And so... And, and I, I don't know if you saw Carl Rove on Fox News that night. He was having a meltdown. He couldn't believe it. And because the the same thing happened that happened during the Kerry election. The servers in Ohio went down, but then they came back up, and they didn't flip, and Obama won. And it was complete shock to Karl Rove, because Karl Rove had rigged Romney to win. And that's why they were all predicting it on Fox News, and Romney was confident, and they kept calling him Mr. President. And that's why he And even though the polls were telling us that Obama was winning, they were just going to say, oh, well, the polls were wrong. But guess what? It anonymous blocked that shit. So we have this also hidden force of computer geniuses, and we don't even know how old they are, but they're fucking up shit and they're blocking a lot of this stuff. Which is that's an yeah, interesting. That, that's going to be one of the next kind of you know. There's going to be some sort of cyber type incident. Probably something maybe similar to like that. What happened in uh, was it Die Hard? Uh, Die Hard Four, where you know that was to do with the. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, Die Harder. Yeah, uh, Die something. Harder. Yeah. <laughs> was that with yeah, Samuel Jackson? Like that something will be something will be hacked into, and it will you know set off like a you know bunch of military uh, things, and you know a terrorist incident or something. You know, something like that will happen. But obviously, the electronic voting thing is uh, is uh, obviously a, a big worry. Because, you know, uh, people haven't got often people haven't got the time in their schedules to physically go to a polling station, and you know just put an X in a in a box with a with a pen or a pencil and you can you know electronically vote I've not heard I've not heard that story that um that you just heard but that's that's very interesting I know it's hilarious because they even wrote a, 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 an article after the election and they're like guess what Carl Rove we saw what you're trying to do and guess what we did we built, what they did was they built a firewall inside the, I don't know, wherever they were finding the hacking going on, inside the server of uh, Ohio, and they saw the portholes that were built by the Rove team of, of computer experts, and what they did was they built these little firewalls that the minute the server went down, they were able to turn on. And they even said in the letter that they wrote, they're like, "We, how many times did you try to log into your thing and fail? 67 times. So basically they blocked them from logging into their own system. Wow. And that was, and when you heard about Romney's computer thing going down, I don't know if you heard about that. They were talking about his get out the vote software failed during on the election day. 
but that right. was not it was it was called Orca or something like that. It did not that was the software they were using to rig the election and that failed. And so it's wow. like funny that it became the story that his get out the vote um software failed. He had no get out the vote software. All he wanted to do, was going to do was 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 rig the uh the voting machines. And so yeah, of course, make no mistake, man. The voting machines were created so that they could rig the elections and uh they're trying to get them to, you know, do them everywhere, but I don't they don't do them in in Britain, right? UK. Uh no, no, you still literally got to go to the uh I mean we don't we don't get a very good uh turnout whenever whenever it's um whenever there's an election. I think it's, it's um around about sort of about 30% vote, maybe just over 30%, which is uh which is very poor. I remember it being a lot more um back in the day, but I mean it put just so kind of disillusioned with you know the whole voting thing and you know, it doesn't matter who I vote for; things aren't going to change, so people just don't bother. So, anyway, let let me let me ask you a question. So, so New York City, you've got a new mayor. What are your thoughts on uh, Bill De Blasio? Well, listen, um, we're going to run out of time here, but we're going to pick it up at another feed. So, I'm going to I'm going to um, I'll answer that on the other side. Uh, the um, the 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 link will be on my Twitter, so just click on it. Okay. Cool. All right, in, in about one minute. Bye.